the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and all that dwell therein. For he has founded it upon the seas. And generation of those who seek him who seek your face O God of Jacob Salah lift up your heads O ye gates and be lifted up you ancient doors that the king of glory may come in who is this king of glory the Lord strong and mighty the Lord mighty in battle lift up your heads O ye gates and be lifted up you ancient doors that the king of glory may come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord Almighty. He is the king of glory. Amen. Psalm 145. I will exalt you, my God, the king. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation will commend your works to another, and they will tell of your mighty acts. They will speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty, and I will meditate on your wonderful works. They will tell of the power of your awesome works, and I will proclaim your great deeds. They will celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. All you have made will praise you, O Lord. Your saints will extol you. They will tell of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might, so that all men may know of your mighty acts and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures through all generations. The Lord is faithful to all his promises and loving towards all he has made. The, those who fall and lifts up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you, and you give them their food at the proper time. You open your hand and satisfy the desires of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways, and loving toward all he has made. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry and saves them. The Lord watches over all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. My mouth will speak in praise of the Lord. Let every creature praise his holy name forever and ever. Amen. Our opening hymn.
Right. Let's bless the name of the living God. Hallelujah. Yeah. Let's give a clap of praise to the Lord. How many people are happy to be in the presence of the Lord? Yeah. And how many people know that you have victory in Christ Jesus? Hallelujah. Amen. We are victorious. Amen. Amen. Only by one name. Hallelujah. King of kings, we bless you. Come on now, choir. Thank you.
King, we bless your name, O Lord. We worship you, Jesus. Yes, we give you glory. Give thanks to the Lord, our God and King. Love and joy forever. For he is good, he is above all things. Love and
Lord, for saving us. We thank you, O Lord, for giving us the opportunity and the privilege to gather once again in your house this morning. It is not by our own power or by our own mind. But, O Lord, it is by the grace of the eternal King of glory. Hallelujah. 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 Lift up your voice and worship the King of kings. presence, O Lord. Father, Lord Almighty, we are sensitive in our spirit, O Lord, and withdraw, O Lord, from your kingdom this morning. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Hallelujah. Amen. I just want us to sing one more song to worship our Father. It's a Thanksgiving Sunday. And as you sing this song, I want you to sing it from your heart. We know the importance of connecting to heaven from your heart. And as we sing this morning, I want us to connect with heaven. In Jesus' name. And here we are, lifting our hands to you.
thank you, O Lord. We thank you, O Lord, for your mercy, for your grace. We thank you, O Lord, for your faithfulness. We thank you, O Lord, for everything you have done for us. Individually, in our family, as a church. Father, we just bless your name this morning. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. We give you all adoration. We say thank you, Father. You have been faithful, O Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your mercy, for your grace. In Jesus' mighty name, we are worshiped. Thank you, choir. Please be seated. Can you welcome someone beside you this morning? This morning. Amen. Can we please appreciate the choir, please, as they go to see? Thank you. Yes. So, good morning once again. Um, my name is Oluji Deshoremi. Um, I've been given another privilege, an opportunity to share again. And I know that people will be wondering what will I say this month. <laughs> The first time I was called by our Father in the Lord, I was at work. The second time, I was about to eat. But yesterday, I was about to sleep. <laughs> so you can imagine. So, so when you told me last night that I would be sharing the word this morning, uh, I mean, the sleep just disappeared. <laughs> Instantly, and I went to my wife. She looked at my face. And I said, "What's the problem?" Even my son asked, "What's the problem?" <laughs> so you could, you can imagine the expression that I must have had on my face. And and some people will wonder why I keep saying these things. It's important because I remember the first time my father and the Lord um, asked me to minister. The first thing that came to my head was I remembered Pastor Debbie. And each time she comes, she says she prays, and then she hears from heaven, and she begins to download from heaven. And that was what I did. And I just want you to know that, yes, I'm not different from every other person sitting there. And I just want to let you know that your phone will ring one day. (laughs) And when it rings, you know, at times you think that people must have prepared a sermon. But I don't think it's about that. I think it's about yielding yourself to God and allowing God to use you as a vessel. Um, I don't have a message, and that was the fear I had yesterday night. But then, I know that God has a message for His people. And so when I sat down, I, I began to hear again. And I'm going to share what the Lord has placed in my mouth for His people this morning. And I pray as I share that you will be blessed in the mighty name of Jesus. So, a lot has been going on in the country, and I think one of the things 
that struck me significantly during the burial of the queen was the testimonies we were hearing. And, and this morning, my message, or what the Lord has asked me to share, is more about reflection for each and every one of us. And the Lord, the Lord asked me, what is my own testimony? And what will my testimony be? And so I sat down and I began to think. For the queen, you know, a lot of the time we go to, yes, if you go to burials and, and they're doing wakekeeping, people come up and testify about people. But not in all cases, apart from the priest, most of the people that come, they testify about the person's maybe kindness, generosity, and things like that. But it is very rare for you to hear them testifying about the faith of that person. Now for the queen, even the media were testifying about her faith. And so I began to wonder, what is my own testimony? Now, when I say testimony, now I, I, I don't mean the ones that you come to give when God has done something in your life. No, that's not the one. It's a testimony that is a proof of something, an evidence of something. Whether in your life, and what people can actually point to when they see you, that is evident in your life. And I'm going to, to share, because for the queen, when you hear people testifying about her faith, they are not just testifying about the fact that she knew God, but they are testifying about the fact that she lived that life, and that life was actually evident. And so when she died, they were able to testify about her faith in Christ. And if you listen to the sermons, you could see the gospel being preached at her burial. And so her life, she lived her life, and when she died, people were able to testify. Not just the priest, but every other person, were able, they were able to testify that she knew Jesus Christ. And so, as I share this morning... I pray that our hearts will be responsive and God himself will touch our hearts to respond to his word this morning. So I'm going to share three accounts about people and their testimonies and what people then testified about them. And then we'll pray. So the first one will be in the book of Numbers. Chapter 13. This is a story that we all know. And that was the time when God told Moses to um, send some leaders to a land to explore. And so I'll read quickly from verses 1 to 3. So Numbers 3, 1 to 3. The Lord said to Moses, Send some men to explore the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the Israelites. 
from each ancestral tribe send one of his leaders. So I just want you to underline the word leaders. Sorry, my mouth is already dry again. <laughs> so, so, so from each ancestral tribe send one of his leaders. So at the Lord's command, Moses sent them out from the desert of Paran. All of them were leaders of the Israelites. And if you read down, all their names are there from the 12 tribes. So they sent 12 leaders. Now, I'm going to read from verse 17. So when Moses sent them to explore Canaan, he gave them a specific assignment, which is what I'm reading. He said, go up through the, the Geth and on into the hill country. See what the land is like and whether the people who live there are strong or weak, few or many, few or many. What kind of land do they live in? Is it good or bad? What kind, what kind of towns do they live in? Are they unwalled or fortified? How is the soil? Is it fertile or poor? Are there trees in it or not? Do you do your best to bring back some of the fruit of the land? It was the season for the first ripe grapes. So that was a specific assignment that Moses gave them, as the Lord commanded. Remember, the Lord said he was going to give them that land. And then I will quickly read from 27 to the end. So, from verse 27, when they came back, their report of the exploration that they gave to Moses. They gave Moses this account. We went into the land to which you sent us. It does flow with milk and honey. Here is his fruit. So they brought that back. But the people who live there are powerful, and the cities are fortified and very large. We even saw descendants of Anak there, so those were like giants. The Amalekites live in the Negev, the Hittites, Jebusites, and Amorites live in the hill country, and the Canaanites live near the sea and along the Jordan. So basically the whole place was surrounded by their enemies. Then Caleb, that is one of the leaders, said, the Bible says, Then Caleb silenced the people before Moses and said, we should go up and take the possession of the land, for we can certainly do it. But the men who had gone up with him said, We can't attack those people. They are stronger than we are. Amen. Now you can see 12 leaders were sent. 10 came back with a report. Two came back with a different report. Now, in their report lies their testimonies. And during the week, I was attending a course in King's College. And they were taking us through a concept called interpretism. And they said it is the perception of the observer. So, and that is informed by whatever is stored up in the observer, whether from the experience, whether from the knowledge they have, whether from their, the norms in their society. So that informs their perception of a situation. And that then leads to their interpretation of that situation. Now, these are leaders, so people are following them. The Lord said, I will give you this land. 
go and look at it and explore. They came back, they saw the milk and honey, it was a rich, very rich area, but they saw giants and saw their enemies there. And because of that, their testimony changed. Now, our Father and the Lord taught us something. He said, you have three spirits, the spirit of man, the spirit of God, and the spirit of the devil. And he told us that you can see either with the eyes of the spirit of man, or you can see with the eyes of the spirit, the Holy Spirit. Now, if you open your eyes and you see with the human eyes, most of the time, what comes out is fear. And so your perception of the situation brings fear. And with fear comes defeat. And it's important that you know that those who are leaders. So if your leader comes with a testimony of fear, you can imagine what will happen to the followers. And this is very important. I'm still linking it to the queen because they were testifying about our faith. Now, Caleb was different. Because when you see with the eyes of the Holy Spirit, that is faith. So you know that God has said, I am going to give you this thing. Regardless of what you may see, your perception will be from the knowledge of the God that you serve. Because you know that when God says something, he does it. It is not a man that he should lie, not the son of man that he should change his mind. So you can see the two different accounts. And this is important because God sent all of them. And God heard all of them. And this is where I want you to, 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 this is the point I'm trying to get across to you. When you're faced with situations and circumstances, and people are watching, your response, based on your perception of the situation, is important because that is what is recorded. And everyone that sees you in that situation and sees your response, that is recorded in their mind. Because in the end, that will be your testimony. That is what they will testify about you. For God, he testified about Caleb. If you go to chapter 14, verse 24, the Bible says, but God said, but because my servant Caleb has a different spirit, and follows me wholeheartedly. I will bring him into the land he went to, and his descendants will inherit it. So what informs the testimony of Caleb is his knowledge of God. What informed the testimony of Caleb is the fact that he was serving God wholeheartedly. So when you serve God wholeheartedly, if God says do this, you do it, regardless of what you may see. If you're partial in your service, when God says do this, you may even start binding it because of what you are seeing, if you don't have deep knowledge of God. So here we see, and we all know about Caleb and Joshua, about their testimony, about that encounter. For the other ten, you know, most times they say majority carries the vote. But now when it comes to the things of God, 
you know apostle has been telling us you don't follow the crowd if you don't have deep understanding of the word of god if you don't have deep knowledge of the god that you serve then your perception of situation and circumstances may be based on what you're seeing on tv may be based on the human knowledge may be based on what you think you know but if you have a relationship with god and you actually know god and your testimony about god is actually real and personal not from what you have heard from other people but from a personal encounter and relationship with god then your testimony will be different and that will be evident in the way you live your life so people are saying a particular thing you quote the scripture and you do a different thing if that is your way of life even before you die people will be testifying about you and your uniqueness and even when you die people will remember and they will testify about the god that you serve not just that you are a good person that is good to be good not just that oh you are very kind it is good to be kind but that your faith is evident in the way you live your life amen thank you um <laughs> i remember i was telling uh, dr wogu we were working together i said i see like 200 patients a week and my mouth never dries up <laughs> but, but when they ask me to pray for five days <laughs> and i stand here i'm telling you zero stomia we call it my mouth just dries up so thank you dickin for this cup it's really helpful amen so that's caleb and joshua i'll quickly read again about the testimony of god about um caleb and joshua in chapter so verse 30 he said not one of you will enter the land i swore with uplifted hand to make your home imagine if god swore <laughs> that is going to make a place your home and yet because of what you saw there you your testimony is that of fear and then you are mis, you are misleading a whole lot of people that are following you but the bible says except caleb son of jephone and joshua son of Nun." i mean it is they mention their name their names specifically because they had total confidence in the god that they served i don't know the queen personally but i don't think it's just because she prays every morning i think it's because when people have encountered her from the conversations they've had with her from the situations they have discussed with her our faith in christ must have reflected significantly for everybody to be saying that she did not take our faith lightly it is very very important for us as christians that our faith that we profess is evident in everything that we do because if we say we are christians and the way we live our lives is not evident and when discussions are held and everybody is speaking with fear 
and we cannot speak with faith, then there is no distinction between us and the people. And remember, that may be in your family, that may be at work, that may be in your school. Because these are the people that you, that you know, that you move around with. And these are the people that will testify about you when you are not there. And it is important that we hack in our hearts and pray that God to strengthen us to live that life of faith. You know, we are saved by grace, you know, through faith in Christ. It is not by our works, lest any man should boast, but it's through the faith that we have in Christ Jesus. And that faith that we have in Christ Jesus should regulate everything that we do so that it is reflected in everything that we do such that when people say, oh, this is Mr. So-so-so-and-so, oh, I know him. And what they know about you will be that, yes, he is a man of faith. That was the story for Caleb and Joshua. They did not see fear. It is important to recognize that indeed there were giants there, you know. Giants were there. Their enemies were actually there. So looking at it from the human high, it's like you're going into your enemy's territory. But if it is God that is telling you to go there, it's a different thing. Because you know the victory that you have is in God. And so if you step in there, you know you already have the victory. And this applies to any situation, any circumstance you may find yourself in. You are looking for the fruit of the womb. You are looking for a job. I mean, the cost of living crisis everywhere is the same thing. But then if God has already told us that when there is famine, you will enjoy plenty, that should be your testimony. So when people are saying it, you will tell them that, don't worry, there is abundance. They may think you are not well, you know, but then you are not seen with the eyes of man, but you are seen with the eyes of the Spirit, which is faith in Christ Jesus. Amen? The second one, don't worry, the service won't be too long. So the second one, I'm going to share with us is about three men. Like I said, we know all this story. In the book of Daniel, chapter 3. So we know them um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Abednego. I'm telling you about testimony. What will people say when they see you? And when people are giving an account about your person, what will your testimony be in their mouth? Amen. So in chapter 3 of Daniel, um, we all know the story, King Nebuchadnezzar made an image of gold and he wanted everybody to worship that image. Now, this is the same king that God has actually shown his might and his sovereignty in the previous chapter. But yet, he still went ahead to make this image of gold so that people will, when they when the when he gave an instruction that if there's um, when they blow the trumpets and they make all sorts of music so we need to be careful what we dance to you know you don't just dance to anything so here they said all sorts of music if you hear anything you bow to that image 
Now there were three men there. Everybody knew them in the previous chapter. And they were elevated because of what God did through them. And so, some people knew that they did not obey that command. And so, they went to report them to the king. Now, I'll read from verse 12. So the Bible says, there are some Jews. So this is the report we are giving to the king. But there are some Jews whom you have set over the affairs of the province of Babylon. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They knew their names. It's important. Who paid no attention to you? That was your own interpretation. Your majesty, uh, said, who pay no attention to you, your majesty? They neither serve your gods, nor worship the image of gold you have set up. That's clear. So the way Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the way they were living their lives, it was obvious to everybody that they do not serve any other god. Despite the fact that they were in a place of authority, they did not compromise their faith. And that is important. And what may happen in similar situations is that people may then become envious. And the devil will stir up their hearts so that they can come against you and bring you down. And it is important, even when the storm comes in such situations... It is important for you to see those situations with the eyes of faith rather than the eyes of fear. Because if you are afraid that you lose your position, then there's a chance that you might compromise. But if you know that anything that you attain in life can only come to be with the help of God. And if you align your desire with the plans and purpose of God for your life, then you know that you are in line with the will of God in whatever you're doing. So there is no storm that can take you from any position if God is with you. And if you know that, and that is the basis of your living and the way you walk in that environment, then you will not see fear even when storm comes. For these three young men, the storm came. Amen. The Bible said, I will continue reading from 13. The Bible said, Furious with rage, oh, sorry. Um, sorry, this disappeared. Daniel 3. Okay, good. So, 13. So the Bible says, furious with rage, Nebuchadnezzar summoned Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So these men were brought before the king. And Nebuchadnezzar said to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the image of gold I have set up? Now, when you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, zeta, lyre, harp, pipe, and all kinds of music, If you are ready to fall down and worship the image I made, very good. But if you do not worship it, you will be thrown immediately into a blazing furnace. Then what God will be able to rescue you from my hand? 
Brethren, the only God that can rescue you is the God that you know. Is the God that you serve. Because if you don't know God, when, they, when you are confronted with this level of uh, I'll say some, basically he was going to kill them if they didn't uh, um, bow to the image and if your life is threatened not just, not just your livelihood but your life would you still be able to see with the eyes of faith or would you say <laughs> your enemies have put you in this position I mean it, it depends on your own perception of that situation and the interpretation of what you do or what you see is based on what you know or who you serve. Now, if you serve God and you do know God, then you know that God is able to deliver you if he chooses to. But even if he doesn't, it doesn't mean he's not God. And that shouldn't change your faith either. Because we can, we, I'll continue reading. You see what happened, you probably know, with these men. Because they were, their lives were threatened if they did not bow to the golden image. And this was their response. That is what they said to the king. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to the king. So they said, King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. There is no controversy here. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace... The God we serve is able to deliver us from it. And it will deliver us from your majesty's hand. But even if it does not, we want you to know categorically your majesty. You know, they were saying it even with respect. (laughs) That we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. That is their testimony about their faith. Now, you can imagine what people will think. Some people will say, finally, that's their hand. We've gotten rid of them. Because the people that set them up knew they will not. And their aim was probably to make sure that they were thrown into the burning furnace. But these men, you know, it's, it's easy for us to think, yeah, yeah, I think I can do that. No. They, they were in a place of comfort. You know, we all have careers. And when you get to a level in your career, you know, you think, yes, I think I've done well for myself. Now, imagine someone now saying they are not just going to take you out of that. But then they will actually end your life. And you will know that that will call for deep reflection, if I can say that. And you want to think, am I ready to die and leave all these things? Or should I just, is it not just to bow down? I mean, if I bow down, it's the end, and I'll go back and I'll repent. <laughs> but. Anyone that does that has no conviction in their heart who God is. Because you're not serving God because of what He can do for you. Because if you are still doing that, you need to do deep soul searching. We serve God because He is God. Regardless of what you, what you are facing. Regardless of the situation and circumstances that, that are facing you. 
and it has to be evident in our lives that this is our stand so that people will see that when it comes to that man uh, that one is, is, is serving God you cannot say that in front of him you cannot do that when he's there because he serves God and one of the things that you also know it might have happened to some of you is that when people know that you are serving Christ Jesus that you are a believer and you have been saved there is a degree of reverence that they give you they, they won't want to say nasty things in front of you they won't want to say filthy things in, in front of you that is not because you are their superior that is because you carry something that even you may not understand but it is the presence of God and when you carry the presence of God and you go anywhere it is evidence I've also told us that the power of God is equipotential that is anywhere it is the same potency so if you carry God and you go somewhere it should be evident and then people will accord you that reverence they won't want to do certain things especially negative things filthy things when you're there and and that is very very important and these people must have been living their lives like that for those people to know that they did not bow down so they must have seen them when others were bowing they did not bow and so that was their testimony that even if you kill us Nebuchadnezzar we will not bow down so it was left for the king to do whatever he wanted to do and he did it you know this one is not um, just word of mouth he meant what he wanted to do and they knew that he would do it but they did not care because they are not serving God because of what God can do for them but they had the understanding of who God is and they know that you cannot change that so they did not compromise and then you know the story they threw them into the furnace and the Holy Spirit was there with them or the angel of the Lord but here is the testimony of Nebuchadnezzar about these men you know I said what is your own testimony if you are faced with similar situations circumstances what exactly comes out of your mouth and then what will people say about you so what will your testimony be for Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego if you read from verse 28 the Bible says then Nebuchadnezzar said praise be to God of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego who has sent his angel and rescued his servants they trusted in him and defiled the king's command and were willing to give up their lives rather than serve or worship any god except their own god so therefore i decree that the people of any nation or language who say anything against the god of shadrach meshach and abednego be cut into pieces and their houses be burned into piles of rubble for no other god can save in this way amen you know our father the lord always stresses the point that you should make sure that god is glorified in everything you do it is very important because that will be your testimony 
Because when people come up to testify about you, if they cannot testify that you serve God, today you need to think about what your own testimony is. And you may need to change that. In their lives, the king that threatened to kill them and actually did what he promised he would do so that his followers will see it. Recognize the sovereignty of God because God showed up. Remember, even if they had died in there, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did not care because they know there is only one true God, and that is the God that they serve. It is important because some of us may say, Well, I know that if they try it, God will deliver me. And then you may just say it, but you know God sees the heart, and He knows your thoughts, and He knows your motives. These people, when they said it, it was from their heart. They were ready to let everything go. And it was evident from the way they were conversing with the king. Because even the king testified about it. And because of that, of that God was glorified in their lives. I don't know how they died. I don't have that knowledge. But I can imagine somebody speaking about them in their way keeping. If they do it, then they will make reference to that incident. That these men, they serve God. The God that can deliver you from the burning furnace. Because even Nebuchadnezzar said, no other God can deliver in this way. But the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. That is the God that you serve. That is the God that I serve. And we need to understand and make sure that we follow. Don't serve God because of what he can do for you. Yes, he will bless us. And he has been blessing us. But more importantly... We need a personal relationship with God to get to know God to that point that you can stand even when they want to hang you, that you know that, yes, that is there, is a fact, it's not an assumption. And the people that will carry out the other, they're standing there, is a fact, not assumption. And there's a tendency for fear to come, but it wouldn't because you will see with the eyes of faith. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, even if you die, you're not going to heaven. So, so if you know that and you are convinced in your heart that you're living the way you should live, a godly life, and that even if you die, you are going to heaven, then even the threat of death will not make you deny the God that you serve. Amen. And then. Finally, I will read about Peter in the book of Matthew 16. From verse 13. This is the account where Peter declared that Jesus Christ is the Messiah. Amen. So I read from um, 
I hope we are getting what I'm trying to pass across. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Let me just. Ah. <laughs> it's like you're oiling the thing. So, so from, from verse 13. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea, Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do you people say the Son of Man is? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. But what about you? Because that was the question in the first place. Um, so they said, he asked, who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah. For this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Amen. So Jesus Christ was not just talking to Peter, he was talking to a group of them. And he just wanted to know who they thought he was. And Peter said, the Messiah. You know, they didn't have Holy Spirit then, but we do now. And Jesus Christ, because what Peter did, you know, <laughs> when you want to give your life to Christ, you have to make a confession. And that confession is that you accept that Jesus Christ is your Savior. That was what Peter did. And that was why Christ praised Peter for his accurate confession of his faith in him as a Messiah. Have you confessed Jesus as your Lord and Savior? That was Peter's testimony there. It's his faith that Jesus Christ is the Savior, is the Son of God. And because he said that, Jesus Christ acknowledged it, even though he told the others not to tell people that he was the Messiah. But it is important to recognize the importance of that confession. For people to keep referencing the faith of the queen, she must have confessed Jesus Christ several times. I'm telling you, she must have confessed Jesus Christ. She did not compromise. And I'm asking you this morning, who is Jesus Christ to you? Is he the one that, yes, when there's trouble you run to? Yes, we do run to him. But is that all that Jesus Christ is to you? We need to be sincere with ourselves. And we need to ask ourselves, how much of Jesus Christ, how much of God do I know? One. How much of Jesus Christ, God Almighty, the Holy Spirit, do I testify to people every day?
how much of Jesus Christ can people see in me? It's a personal question. You know, that, that I was working in a surgery with one of the GPs in, in the church. And a lot of people were ganging up because they wanted that surgery to fail. But in that area, and out of all the surgery they've got, the one that we, three of us, CFT, the ones that we work in is the only one that is doing well. And I told him that, look, this surgery cannot fail because we are here. And because we are here, Jesus Christ is present. So there is no way we can fail. And that is a testimony because a day is coming that one of them will ask, ah, what is it that they are doing in this place? And that will give us an opportunity to testify. And I know that that will happen soon. You know, amen. The GP that is here is looking at me. <laughs> that day will come and will testify. It is important that our life reflects who we serve. So that when that day comes, because everybody is going to die one day. And when people are testifying, yes, they testify about all these good things you've done, which is fantastic. But they need to be able to say that your faith, this is your faith. This is what you believe in. This is the God that you serve. And it is evident in what you do. And the only way that you can reflect that is if that is reflected in everything you do. That it is obvious to everybody around you and your workplace at home, in your family, that you're different. And your difference is not that of pride, no. It's because you have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit that regulates everything that you do. And that you live a life of obedience. You obey the instructions of God. And you have aligned your desires with the will of God for your life. So that every step that you take, you take God into account. And you seek God's advice. And you seek God in everything you do. We've read about David and he did that a lot of, a lot of the time in his life. So I want us to rise this morning as we pray. And you need to ask yourself, what is my testimony? And what will my testimony be? And it's so searching, search your heart and be sincere to yourself. And if there's anything in your life that you know will not reflect God, you actually serve God. Ask God to help you this morning to take those things away from you. That the Lord should uproot those things from their roots and establish His ways in your heart. So that when people see you, they know that you are serving a true God, a living God. For Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, there was no compromise. And they were even ready to die rather than deny the God that they serve. We need such conviction in our hearts. And ask God to help you this morning. And if you are here, 
you have not confessed Jesus Christ as your Messiah, as your Lord and Savior, or even if you have confessed Him as your Lord and Savior, there is no conviction in your heart that you are truly born again. I want you to just speak to God this morning. He is a faithful God. He is a faithful God. He is a just God. And He will listen to us this morning. Ask the Lord to forgive you of all your sins. And ask the Lord to come into your heart this morning. And confess Him as the Messiah, as your Lord and Savior. And pray to Him to uphold you, to strengthen your hand, to show Himself to you. Ask the Lord that as you've given your life or you've rededicated your life this morning, that your testimony will change. The evidence of God in your life will be visible. And that the Lord will strengthen you and uphold you and help you to align your heart desires to His will for you. The Bible says the knowledge of the will of God comes through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives. We have the Holy Spirit. Tell Him to reveal to you the will of God for your life so that you begin to run with zeal. And then at the end you can see you run the race and you have finished your work. In the mighty name of Jesus. Our Father and the Lord said, I should pray for the sick. And I just want us to sing this song. I hope we know it. He said, Heal me, O Lord, and I will be healed. Save me. to sing that song again. Choir, please. If you have any disease, any illness, it may be disease of the mind, it may be the disease of the body. <laughs> you know I'm a clinician and all those diseases, they have names. But there is a name that is greater than any other name. And that is the name of Jesus. And we are going to sing with our hearts this morning because Jesus is here to heal. The Bible says believe in God, so shall you be established. Believe in his prophets and you will prosper. The servant of the Lord said you should pray for healing this morning and I believe 
that the power of God is here this morning to heal. Whether there is learning difficulty, whether there is tumor, cancer, headaches, migraine, different names, we are going to call on that name, the name of Jesus. And if you have any one of those things, just put your hand on your heart and sing from your heart this morning. And the power of God will hit you wherever you are. And there shall be healing in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, O Lord, for your word this morning. The Bible says you send your word and it heals them. O Lord Almighty, we thank you because we have heard your word this morning. And we believe, we have faith that people are healed in the name of Jesus. We believe, O God. Now, whatever it is that your people have come in with this morning, they will not go back with it. In the name of Jesus. We know, God, that whatever your people are believing you for this morning, it is granted in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your word, O oh God. 
We thank you, Lord, for the heart that has received it. We thank you, Lord, for the impact it's going to have in our lives, O oh God. We thank you, Lord, because from now on, our testimony will be that of evidence that you are the one true God in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that our mouth will confess you everywhere we go, that you are the Messiah. That our lives will reflect you in everything that we do. And as we study your word on a daily basis, we pray, O oh Lord, that every word that has been planted in our hearts will regulate our actions from now on and forever in the name of Jesus. And people will testify. That we serve the one and only God. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Jesus. For in Jesus' name we are prayed. Thank you. Please be seated. church were you blessed are you sure you are blessed I was richly blessed I'd like you to begin to lift up uh, Pastor Shiremi before the turn of grace this morning because the word of God says that the liberal soul shall be made fat and he that waters shall be watered I want you to begin to water him now ask for increasing grace of God to rest upon him in the name of Jesus that the wisdom of God will rest upon him in the name of Jesus as the fresh manna from heaven will rest upon him fresh anointing fresh grace of God will rest upon him that the power of the Holy Spirit will be given in his life in the name of Jesus Thank you, Father Lord, in Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for your son. Thank you, Lord, because you have put your word in his mouth this morning. Lord, to bless your people. And by their own testimony, they said you are, they are blessed. Lord, King of heaven, we bless you, Lord. That word which you have sent today, Lord, will prosper in every life. In the name of Jesus. It will yield testimony, Lord, that you are God indeed, O Lord. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your servant, O Lord. Let your grace continue to radiate and be upon him in increasing measure in the name of Jesus. Lift him from glory to glory. Lift him from dimension to dimension. Back him up, O Lord, by your testimony in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father Lord, for in Jesus' name we pray. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Pastor. The Lord bless you in Jesus' name. Give Jesus a hand again. Amen. What a refreshing morning. What a glorious morning. 
Now, I don't know how much notes you have taken. That message will still be available on the YouTube. I'd like you to go to the corner of your room and reflect on what you have had this morning. And the Lord is taking you forward this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. My task is just simple. And uh, it's blessing time. I want us to um, um, prepare our tithes and our offering this morning. The account details will be uh, projected on the board. I know that many of us, we already have it in our phones or in our system. And if you are using um, the um, envelopes, please write clearly your names. Write your name in full. Your usual names and uh, your address. And uh, the Lord is blessing you this morning in the name of Jesus. As we prepare, I'd like us to just turn our Bible to Malachi chapter 3 verse 10 said bring the old tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house test me in this says the Lord Almighty and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it Heaven will open upon you this morning in the name of Jesus. As you sow into his vineyard this morning, the land of United Kingdom will begin to respond to you in the name of Jesus. In blessing, you will be blessed in the name of Jesus. In multiplying, you will be multiplied in the name of Jesus. He said, I will prevent pests from devouring your crops and in the vines of your field will not drop and the vines in your fields will not drop their fruit before it is ripe says the Lord Almighty can you hear what the Lord is saying there he said if you have been struggling before and at the edge of your breakthrough something will happen that thing will not happen again your breakthrough is about to happen in the name of Jesus you will never again fail at the edge of your miracle in the name of Jesus he said then all the nations will call you blessed for yours will be a delightful land says the Lord and your going out will be blessed in the name of Jesus and your coming in you will be blessed in the name of Jesus your children are blessed in the name of Jesus all that you lay your hand to do will be blessed in the name of Jesus I want you to just bless the name of the Lord just thank the Lord as you sow this morning bless the name of the Lord appreciate him appreciate him just thank him because the word he has spoken to you and the word cannot fail in the name of Jesus appreciate God this morning in Jesus name amen shall we rise on our feet as we take the offering
Father, we thank you, Lord, because our mouths are filled with thanksgiving unto you. Lord, because you are always good to us, Lord, your mercies and deals for life. Father, this is the holy offering brought by your holy people. Let your holy fire come down from heaven and consume this holy sacrifice. In Jesus' holy and anointed name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. May we be seated, please. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So that was part one. Reset your wristwatches to 10 a.m. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, it's Thanksgiving Sunday. And we have every reason to rejoice, don't we? You know, uh, now I'm not going to be tempted. I know what I was just about to do. Because last night I was pondering big time on why is it that we come together to celebrate and have Thanksgiving. I was just wondering and thinking to myself, why Thanksgiving? Why should we set aside a time to thank God? And my head started scratching and thinking, well, where does scripture tell us or where in scripture does it tell us the rewards or the benefits of thanksgiving now I've given a few people assignments now because the minute I said I started scratching my head your head started to kind of like thinking and recounting and I'm sure a lot of us started to think about different instances yes God says come to me with a thanksgiving offering and all of those but where is it spelt out that there's the benefits that, is, that accompanies thanksgiving praise the Lord yeah all the, all the pastors in the house all the men of God all, everyone's kind of like thinking 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 but you know one that struck me very very quickly was in the book of Luke chapter 17 when Jesus healed 10 lepers And after the healing, he said, he actually did not say you are healed. He just said, go and show yourself to the priest. Remember that account in the book of Luke chapter 17. And one came back who was a Samaritan. He says, where are the other nine? Where are the other nine? says your faith rise your faith has made you whole says rise your faith has made you well so it indicates that there is something else that comes with a heart of gratitude and so this morning because it's still morning time it's not yet noon we want to celebrate and give God thanks. I, I, that's why the man of God, Apostle, has been instructed that on a monthly basis, at least one Sunday, we dedicate to doing what? Thanking God. Now, this does not replace our daily attitude of thanksgiving. You know, the songwriter says, count your blessings, name them one by one. 
But when we come together on Thanksgiving Sunday, it's an opportunity for us to recount and to celebrate and to actually declare to others as well that God has been good. So this morning, without taking too much more, much more of your time and having a completely new sermon, which there's a tendency that, you know, you kind of like start. I did say I didn't want to get tempted. After we've heard that about our testimony, why am I doing this? Praise the Lord. We'll first have us do, I mean, we've got lots of people who are here. We've got special Thanksgiving. We've got birthday celebrations, 60th, 50th, baby dedication, a special Thanksgiving. Um, well, but we'll, we'll split it into two parts today. So because it's the month of September, how many here were born in the month of September? It seems they're less than August. Or am I mistaken? If you were born in the month of September, woo! If you got married in the month of September, ah! Okay, we're going to do it this way. All those who were born in the month of September, who had married Thanksgiving in the month of September, apart from those who have the special Thanksgiving, Let's all rise and we'll come forward this morning and we'll celebrate because we have every reason to celebrate and to thank God. And then afterwards we'll have the special Thanksgiving in one group with everybody else who's having a special Thanksgiving. You'll all come together for a special Thanksgiving after, after we've done the first side of things. So we'll have a Thanksgiving, everyone who's celebrating, you know. You have your birthday in the month of September. You have wedding anniversary in the month of September. Apart from those who have special Thanksgiving, we'll invite you this, at this hour and the choir. Because this is going to be like, sort of like the warm-up of the warming up. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. What shall I say unto the Lord?
shall we pray Lord we come into your presence Lord with our hearts filled with praise with thanksgiving Father God for you have been good to us you have done us well you have done us well much more than we can ever ask or could have imagined father we rejoice in that we know you and we rejoice lord in the fact lord that we can come and honor you to say thank you with our full heart of gratitude lord we say thank you Lord, your children are here before your altar this morning, offering a sacrifice of praise. Your word says we should come into your presence with thanksgiving and into your courts with praise. And we have come, Lord, this morning. Some are thanking you for the day they were born. Some are thanking you for the way in which you've upheld them year after year day after day some are thanking you for the day they met their spouses and they got married and they 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 are here to say thank you lord for sustaining us some are here supporting members of their family supporting friends others are here supporting children Many more are here saying, thank you, Lord, for, the, for your divine work in their lives. Like the songwriter, you have done so much for us, we cannot tell it all. 
Lord, the things that your children see today that brings them joy and gives them a heart of gratitude would never turn into sorrow in the name of Jesus. Lord, many have come here this morning to redeem a pledge because of that which you have done. Lord, their resources shall be multiplied in the name of Jesus. I declare that all those who are celebrating their birthdays this new year that you, you have placed your feet upon, the Lord will cause his grace to come upon you in new measure. As the man of God said this morning, you will live to have a testimony of God's goodness. You will excel in the things of God because you have come to say thank you. You will receive wholeness in every aspect of your lives in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you for the families, spouses that are celebrating their wedding anniversary. Lord, you have sustained them. We recognize, Father God, that there are challenges that are thrown around by the pressures that we allow to come upon ourselves. But we know that in you, there's fullness of joy. And with you at the center of these homes, Lord, a three-strand cord can never be broken. Help us, Lord, to recognize at all times that it is only in Christ that we can receive victory. Father, we thank you and we join those who have come to say thank you for healing. Those who have come to say thank you for their new jobs. Those who have come to say thank you for the promotion that you've granted unto them. Because your Lord says promotion does not come from the south, north, east, or west, but it comes from you. So, Father, we join together to say thank you. The reward and blessings that come upon those that come with a heart of gratitude to your throne of grace, I declare upon your children this afternoon in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, because the sound of rejoicing will indeed never cease in our camps. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen, amen, amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, let's rejoice as we go back to our seats for those of us. And the ushers would be, I mean, there are, some of us have made already bank transfers to say thank you. But remember, the heart is what matters the most. Some have brought envelopes. Well, the ushers are there. Thank God for the opportunity. Let's dance and celebrate. Thank you so much, Lord Jesus. Thank you so much, Lord Jesus. Thank you so much, Lord Jesus. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. We thank you, Baba. Thank you so much, Lord Jesus. Thank you so much, Lord Jesus. Thank you so much, Lord Jesus. We thank you, we thank you. Oh, do you 
Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We give God praise. Well, I I have a list of the special Thanksgiving here today. We have a, a 60th birthday celebration for Dickness Lovelin. We have a 50th birthday celebration for Sister Stanley here. And we have a special Thanksgiving for Dickiness Ikudaisi. And of course, so as not to be left out, we have a fresh new baby. Praise the Lord. And we have, we have baby Agui. Uh, and lo- lots of names there, and I will go in, we'll, go, we'll go into that. We'll go into that shortly. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. You know, there's something special about the fact that we come together to give God thanks. You know, I, I, I was, I was, I actually spent most of last night just pondering on why do we give God thanks? And it's amazing when you begin to dig into the reasons for Thanksgiving. And then, of course, being an academic as well, I started to figure out that there are many research papers that have been written on why you should give God thanks. And then there were some, that's from the theological aspect, then there are some academic in the secular world as to why you should be thankful. And it suddenly dawned on me that we underutilize the power of thanksgiving. We just are not grateful enough as people because we focus on what we don't have rather than the things that we have. And so we, we, we do it. It's instinctive, isn't it? Instinctively, you are always thinking you're worse off. But when you just look around, you discover there are others who are in a more challenging circumstance. And then all of a sudden you switch your complaint because we are master complainers. Oh yes, we wake up in the mornings about the things that we did not have. And the prayer throughout that day is about the things we want. That's why the Bible says, Jesus said in the morning when we wake up, we say, Our Father who art in heaven, our Lord be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Because it's God's kingdom that comes first. So we've joined together today to celebrate 60th, to celebrate 50th, a special Thanksgiving, and to celebrate a newborn baby. We couldn't have asked for more. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You know, um, as Apostle always says, that uh, the Word of God reminds us to count our days, to number our days. And it is important, says, uh, for those who are, who are 60, uh, it is 50 plus 10. It is Jubilee plus government, isn't it? You know, it's, uh, it, it, to whom, whom much is given, much more is expected. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So, Dickiness, Boya, uh, uh, sort of like, you know, that ladder, climbing ladder. And, uh, and those coming behind are not looking any, they're not, they're not getting any younger. You know, we, even though in, in this generation and uh, a few years ago, 
um, people who are 50, as Apostle always remind us, we think like they have, um, you know, it's a, uh, uh, please help me. Where is the remote? Uh, honestly, honestly, somehow the voice just goes down. It's kind of like everything is like, mm. but these days we see the seventies. If you offer them to bring them up these stairs for testimony, they'll say, "No, I want to come up myself." Something is happening. That means the days of Moses is being restored because actually Moses, when he was eight, he said he had I mean I've just started. So there must be something unique about that. So when you wake up some mornings, you know, the pain might just, the aches might just come around and just say, "Uh uh-uh. Praise the Lord. Change your mattress, that's the problem. You know that's the biggest investment you ought to make in the home. You know that, don't you? Buying a very good mattress. Because you spend more time on that than you spend. It's the most expensive. It should be the most expensive item. Not the television. The most expensive item in the home should be that mattress. Because you spend a lot of time. So at times when the back is aching, it's nothing to do with age. You've got the wrong mattress. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Invest in that first before you start looking for paracetamol. Because as the clinician said earlier on, those drugs, and um, Pastor Debbie also reminded us last week, even those that recommend it, they don't like taking it. Because everything has its own... So when you start downing the paracetamols, you know it's time to invest in a new mattress. Praise the Lord. And 50 is the year of Jubilee. 50 is the year of Jubilee. And uh, Apostle always say, welcome to the age of the elders. But we have to be careful these days. There was a research that was done recently, you know. The research said that anytime you ask people for their perception of old age, they always add 20 years to their own years. So when you say, who's old? If a person is 70, you say a 90-year-old is an old person. Now the worry is that those who are 20 already think that some of us are old. So we need to be mindful of that. So we thank God for the year of Jubilee. And that which God has brought you into in this season, He will continue to engrace you further. The wisdom and the ability of elders as you enter into that, the Lord will endow upon you. In Jesus' name. I know Dickness Ikudaisi's special Thanksgiving, multiple, multiple. Hallelujah. The things that bring you joy will not turn into sorrow. Hallelujah. And of course, the freshest, 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 brightest future, Munachi, Matilda. And now you are going to help me with this one. Kosio Chuka. Kosio. Kosisoro Chuka. I should have have asked Pastor Sydney. Because I have not seen the house name here. And I will need to look for one. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Shall we pray? Sorry. Sorry. Father, we give you praise. 
Lord, we thank you. Thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness. Thank you, Lord, for your loving kindness. Thank you, Lord, God, for the joy that we have in that we can celebrate with these ones who have come to your presence to thank you for the 60th, for the 50th, the special thanksgiving, and indeed the dedication of this young child. Lord, I declare in the name of Jesus that your purposes and plans concerning your daughter as she celebrates her 60th will be brought into fullness in the name of Jesus. Lord, as she has been a source of blessing unto many, so Lord God, you shall cause her to receive blessing. Even in this season, Father God, she will begin to reap, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Lord, you have strengthened her, you have upheld her, you have caused her to be an encourager. So, Father God Almighty, begin to bring forth encouragement into our life in the name of Jesus. Lord, you have said concerning your children who are faithful in your household, that they will reap blessings. So shall it be concerning her in the name of Jesus. Our desire concerning our family, our husband, and the children, Father God, they shall come to pass in the name of Jesus. The sound of rejoicing indeed shall not cease in your camp in the name of Jesus. God that has upheld and has strengthened you thus far will begin to amaze and surprise you in the name of Jesus. He will bring you into the fullness of that which he has ordained, the fullness of that which he has purposed in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for your daughter. As she celebrates, Father God, the year of Jubilee. Have you not said in your word, Lord, that the year of Jubilee is the year of liberty? So, Father God Almighty, I decree that she begins to enjoy that liberty in you in the name of Jesus. Your word says it was for freedom that Christ has set us free. No longer to be subject to a yoke of slavery. Everything that represents the yoke of the past, I break in the name of Jesus. Because she is hid in you in Christ Jesus, Father. I ask my Lord and my God that you begin to pour out your fullness upon her in new measures in the name of Jesus. Hunger and desire to know you better. Father, even as your son... Minister today, she will have a testimony. A testimony that shall be written and shall be said of concerning her. Her testimony shall be won, even in this new year, that will become a mark and a reference point. The Lord will do some awesome things in your life in this new year that will become a reference point that others would hear and will come to a knowledge of God. Amen. That which you have desired for so long. That which you have thought. Age has come to the point where I don't think I would receive this. That which the Lord had laid on your heart a long time ago. He says he would do now. Amen. That will become a reference point. That others would hear, it's not being done for you, but for the, for the name of the Lord to be glorified. That others would see and they will rejoice. And they will come to the knowledge of God as a result of that. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name.
Father, I thank you for your daughter. Lord, she has come together with our household to say thank you for your faithfulness, for your loving kindness. As she has been a source of blessing to many, so Lord God, she will be rewarded. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Lord, have you not said concerning us that in areas where we have sown, we shall reap, and in places where we have not sown, we shall reap as well, because we have sown in you. That which she has sown in you, Father God, bring forth the increase. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I speak forth concerning the desires of our heart. Lord, everything she desires to achieve in you, Lord, stand together in agreement today and I declare that it be done in the name of Jesus, that your name be glorified. Thank you, Lord God, for the achievements and the things that you have empowered and engraced us to achieve, even as at now. And Lord, empower and engrace that Christ and Christ alone will be magnified in this life. Every deceit of the enemy I break in the name of Jesus. And I speak forth your grace to be made manifest upon her. In Jesus' name. Amen. Our Lord and our God, we thank you. We thank you, Lord God, for the gift of life. We thank you, Lord God, for the gift of life. We thank you, Lord, for the gift of life. We thank you, Lord, for the gift of life. We thank you, Lord, for the gift of our daughter into this family of Christ. I dedicate you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. I declare that when you come to the age of reasoning, you will select the Lord and the Lord alone. In the name of Jesus. No plan, no scheme, no device of the enemy shall prosper concerning you. All that your children and your siblings require to empower and grace you and train you up in the way of the Lord, they receive even now in the name of Jesus. God has brought you into this home in this season for a purpose. You'll be a source of wonder and amazement in this family. The blessings of God that has been ordained into this home by your arrival shall be multiplied in the name of Jesus. The sound of rejoicing shall not cease in your camp. Ailments that are easily associated with children of your age will be far from you in the name of Jesus. You will excel in the things of God. Father, we give you praise. Lord, we exalt you in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for all those who have come to celebrate. Specifically, I speak concerning those who are seeking you for the fruit of the womb. As we have dedicated a child here today, so we shall dedicate theirs in the name of Jesus. Ah, 
Lord, I say, so we shall dedicate theirs in the name of Jesus. The covenant you have had with us in Christ's faith tabernacle is that there shall be no barren in our land. We do not recognize barrenness because we look through the eyes of faith. And Lord, we speak forth that we shall have a sound of rejoicing in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for all those who have come from far and near. As you have come to celebrate with these families, the Lord will celebrate you. You will have a reason to praise the Lord. Because you have joined in celebration, God will celebrate you. In the name of Jesus. Father, we give you praise. And we thank you. In Jesus' mighty name. Lord, this is a holy offering. That has been brought by your children. We receive it with thanksgiving. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen, amen, amen. Praise the Lord. Well, choir. Oh, what a sorry. marvelous God. Let's sing. What a marvelous God. He, he has the marvelous thing for me. we want to carry on dancing and celebrating I would invite you to make sure that when you get home today when you just get to your home I mean I don't know about you but when you just get home one of the things I'll implore you to do today set aside 15 minutes on your own honestly 
and just begin to put on something to celebrate God and begin to dance in your home just don't don't let whatever in fact if you can't play any music just begin to dance don't normally say things like this but that's the instruction I have for you when you get just dance celebrate in whatever way you know at times we're so overly conscious that people are watching don't because it's just you and if it's you and your family in any case let them laugh just dance you don't even have to play music just start to dance because the Lord says that dancing shall not cease in your home let's be seated praise the Lord praise the Lord we can't thank God enough and thank you very much for your patience it's Thanksgiving Sunday anyway and usually you know Thanksgiving Sunday means be prepared to stay till about 2 p.m. so we're ahead of time Uh, you know that don't you Thanksgiving Sunday is only once in a month that we have Thanksgiving Sunday and if you don't know it, know it now. If you have not set your clock, next year, next month, October, Women of Rare Destiny. And, and you can be certain that that same day is the day the clocks change. And because the clocks change, whatever comes, whatever happens, when we come here, it will be light. When we leave, it will be dark. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Uh, just get ready. Because it is Women of Rare Destiny. I'm not making announcements on behalf of Women of Rare Destiny, by the way. I'm just sort of like, you know the way you, 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 you know, they always say you pour water on the ground. So that's, is anyone joining us for the very first time? If you're worshiping with us for the first time, please stand. Thank you. Thank you. If you're joining us for the first time, please stand. Thank you very much for joining us today. You are welcome. You are Welcome to Christ's Tabernacle, where the Lord himself is building overcomers for tomorrow. Thank you for being a part of the celebration today. We know some of us have been invited, and we've joined the celebration for those who are the celebrants today. That which you have sown in the lives of others, the Lord will repay you abundantly in the name of Jesus. Thank you for being a part of what we are, who we are. Uh, the ushers would have given you a welcome pack. Please, within it, there's uh, the details about who we are. If you do not have a Bible-believing church that you belong to, please, we'll welcome you to be a part of what God is doing in Christ the Tabernacle. Paradventure Cathedral is too far from you. We have, we also meet at Bethesda, which is two, uh, two, two, one, not 215, Ilderton Road. <laughs> Bethesda is 56 to 62, New Cross Road, London, SE 145 BD. And there's always, uh, on Sundays, we meet there at 8 a.m. with intercessory prayer starting at 7. And here, if you're closer to the cathedral, um, we meet here at 10 a.m. with intercessory prayers starting at 9. I extend that welcome as well to the people online. I mean, those of us, most of us don't know this, but hundreds of people join us online 
for each service. So we extend the same welcome to you. Please send us an email to let us know you've joined and um, we'll reach out back to you. God bless you. Please be seated. Thank you very much for coming today. Thank you. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, just to rattle through very, very quickly the announcements for the week. Tomorrow we've got prophetic voice ministers meeting, but it would be online and it would be at 8 p.m. Please note the Zoom ID is exactly the same for the Warriors of the Night. Warriors of the Night ID is the same one for tomorrow, but we'll start at 8 p.m. with the prophetic voice ministers meeting. It would dovetail into the 9 p.m. prayers. So we'll have our daily prayers, 9 p.m. following after the prophetic voice or as part of the prophetic voice ministers meeting. So please join. And please don't wait until 9 p.m. before you join. Join from 8 p.m. tomorrow. I know we are wired to join at 9 p.m. It's always amazing the number of people that log on just at 9 p.m. You know, they, they don't log on before. It's just when that 9 p.m. I, because I usually watch the traffic. Kind of boom, 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 boom. And I say, hold on, where have you all been? It's almost like they're waiting. They've set their computers. 9 p.m. Praise the Lord. And those who have been on YouTube over the last week, we, you would notice we struggled a bit to get you on at 9 p.m. Um, because we've had a bit of hitches. So if you want to get on earlier and you want to have the pre and the post, that's the nightcap and the pre-nightcap, join us before that on Zoom. And you, you, you'll be safer. But no, we do transmit on YouTube as well. I'm not knocking that. Um, home group today, just to remind us, home group today, 7 p.m. in our different homes. We'll be reflecting on the book of Joel, chapters 1 to 3. The book of Joel, chapters 1 to 3. We read that earlier in the week. Just reflect on it and focus on that, the book of Joel. Share amongst each other. And please, in this instance, link it to what was said concerning the prophet Joel, about the prophecies in the book of Joel, in the book of Acts. Find that correlation and share with each other. And as, as, as we always say, reflection means what did I learn and what actions would I take as a result of that which we have learned. We'll have daily prayer meetings um, online throughout the course of the week. That's on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Please note on Wednesday, um, we also have Bible study, which starts at 7 p.m., and we've been looking into the book of Psalms, and there will be an opportunity to reflect on the book of Psalms 52, 53, and 54. And all those who, were, who had put forth their names last week, and were not invited if you're invited this week which the intention is that you get invited this week you're not reflecting on psalm 51 please you're reflecting on 52 53 and 54 so don't go saying oh i'm just doing last week's reflection no we want you to reflect on 52 53 and 54 so as a result if you were not there for whatever reason you could not reflect you just flag up otherwise i would invite you <laughs> praise the lord and if you turn off your cameras, I'll call out your name and say, why did you turn off your camera? If you don't turn up at all, I'll also call out your name and say you didn't turn up. Just in case you think you're going to avoid it. Praise the Lord. Prayers and communion tonight at 9 p.m. on Zoom. And please note that Friday, um, Friday is what date? What date? Not what's happening. <laughs> 
<laughs> Praise the Lord. It's the 30th of September, the last day of the month of September, and it's our Overcomers Night Vigil. We'll be here at 8 p.m. Please join us here at the Cathedral. If you're listening online as well, please join us here at Cathedral. We would have the opportunity to take testimonies. Last month, we couldn't take all the testimonies that we wanted or we would have desired to. So we'll spend a bit more time this month on, on, on Friday taking testimonies. So please come prepared to share the testimony of what God has done. And those that didn't have a testimony from last month, you would have one this month. Someone says, oh, I've not had one yet. You've got a number of days more. Praise the Lord. And you will have a testimony. Um, Victory night, 1st, 2nd and 3rd. So Saturday, 1st of October, which happens to be the, also the independent celebration of Pastor Sydney's country. Um, um, please note that we are still having victory night here. <laughs> Praise the Lord. We'll have victory night here on the 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. Um, it is very likely that the 2nd will be combined with our normal meeting in church on the 2nd, but please don't quote me. Look out for the announcements just in case. Um, and of course, we've got 1st, 2nd, 3rd, and on the 3rd, which is a Monday, you know, we'll be here to break bread together as a family. Um, and finally, 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 can I invite very quickly um, Dickin... Temi, he's not with me, is he? Is he gone on a journey? Is he? Is, is, praise the Lord. Someone just said behind me, be fast. I heard you. <laughs> don't worry, I don't do. <laughs> um, good afternoon, church. Um, so this is an announcement um, for one of the key events we have in church. So in line with the vision for the church, which is building overcomers for tomorrow and demonstrating God's power through love. We run a series of seminars and events to empower, to equip, and to ensure that we are all going higher together. Um, Let me read this scripture very quickly, Acts um, 4.34. All the believers were one in heart and mind. No one claimed that any of the possessions were their own, but they shared everything they had. Um, The reason why we do this is to ensure that we are sharing, we're all growing together, we're all developing together. I often hear some people say, oh, I just come to church, Um, come in, say prayer, say amen, and I go back home. That's not right. You can't be taken and you can't give back. So we are going to be having a CFD business growth seminar. Um, It's on the 22nd of October, and the purpose behind this is to ensure that we are all fully aware about what's going on, but also to identify opportunities that we can explore together and we can work together as well. I often say that coming together is a beginning, but we can only achieve success once we understand the role that we all have to play. So I have a role to play and each individual person has a role to play. So if you run a business, regardless of how small your business is, even if you're just starting, please come along. The idea is that individuals will be here. So we have Dr. Um, Steffi who's going to be joining us on the day. I'm not going to go through details of what we're going to talk about there. Um, but there are a series of things that will take place on the day. But it's also a good for, um, for all the business to share and to collaborate as well. Um, I, I work in industry and I, I was... Uh, um, I was reviewing an opportunity recently with Bayes, um, worth billions of pounds in the next five to ten years, and I said, Lord, I mean, 
And I saw the individuals who are working on these things and I said, I wish some of us could come together and actually take part in some of this. So anyway, please, let's come together on the 22nd. It's at 12 noon. It's here in the auditorium. As I said, regardless of how small or how large your business is, come in and I'm sure you would definitely, I can guarantee you, you will be blessed. And the second announcement I would make very quickly, just talking about individuals who have got businesses. So we want to ensure that people who have got business in the house, um, we can all sort of work with each other and we can all partner and we can understand what, what an individual is doing. Let me say this very quick and I'm sure he doesn't mind me saying it. I, I, I run a business myself and very recently, I'm sure Pastor Dyer does not mind, I, Pastor Dyer is a structural engineer and um, I'm working on a development program and I obviously use the services and the first meeting I joined, I was blown away. I thought, we've got skills in this house. I was absolutely blown away. And then he sent me some detailed drawings and design this week, and I thought, wow. So the whole point is there are people who are here. I hope you don't mind, sir. Um, there are people here who are exceptionally good at what they do. Please let's make sure that we patronize business in the house. And to do that, we want to make sure we understand what you do and what businesses that you're operating as well. Please, so scan the barcode, um, register the business that you do. Obviously, we've been showing this for the past few months now. It's the last day we're going to do this. We don't have to do this all the time. Um, please just scan the barcode and register your business. And what we would do is to make sure that members of the church have access to your business. They can patronize you. And it's not a forum, as Pastor said the last time, it's not a forum to get discounts or not to pay for a service. If someone is doing work, you pay them for what they're doing. It's just common sense. So um, please scan the barcode and I'm sure um, you'll be blessed by doing that. Thank you very much and God bless you. Thank you very much and do um, accept my thanks from me to you for being very, very patient. We've only spent one hour doing the Thanksgiving, but that's okay because you're very, very gracious unto me. I don't like taking too much time, so I'd like to invite Pastor Sidney <laughs> to close us. <laughs> Not for another sermon. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Well, Pastor Tai just announced the start of a new service. However, there are some people who will be going to Nigeria and I will let immigration know that spies are on the way. So, thank God he doesn't have a, British, a Nigerian passport. Praise the Lord. And Apostle and Mommy send their love. We thank God for their life. I believe the service in Lagos is just finished. And we thank God what God is going to be with us this week. So definitely we'll be here during overcomers. Amen. If you are waiting to see Apostle, please come overcomers. He will be here. And Mommy will definitely will be with us on Wednesday. Please could we stand as we bring the meeting to a start? <laughs> as we read Psalm 24. No. Hebrews 13, 20 and 21. <laughs> Now, may the God of peace that brought again from the dead, our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make us perfect in every good work to do his will, working in us that which is well pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Second Corinthians 13, 
14 please may the grace of our lord jesus christ the love of god and the fellowship of the holy spirit be with us now and forevermore amen surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives and we shall dwell in the house of the lord forever and ever amen anthem please
the Lord cause you to flourish. Amen. Both you and your children. Amen. May you be blessed by the Lord, Amen. the maker of heaven and earth. Amen. Please, let's be seated. I would have said the ushers will lead us roll by law. Indeed, they can. But you might want to go and say thank you and happy birthday to the special birthdays. Because even when I heard about that Dikinese boy is 60, I said check the birth certificate very well. I think it was half one.